0: And away we go, Hour 2. It is a great day for Talk Radio. It's a Friday edition. Here we go, weekend and all, a little bit of snow, a little bit of rain, and, uh, well, you know, it could be worse. Man, just every uh, other day there's some kind of cataclysmic thing happening around the world and the planet. Alaska, 7.0 on the Richter scale, that's a fairly significant, and what did the guy say, the tectonic plates, because they had a major earthquake in 64, I think, devastated Anchorage. And they say just off Kodiak Island. I was there a few years back in the summertime and, uh, you know, just touring the area on a cruise. It was really exciting, though, because you see all kinds of wildlife. Nothing more majestic in nature than seeing this pod of killer whales as the conning tower. You know, the dorsal fin comes up through the water. Man, that's impressive stuff. And uh, they're in their own environment. It's not like you're at Marine Land and Game Farm, you know. Uh, So... Cause you know, Shamu basically swims about, uh, 80 yards, comes back, uh, eats herring and then goes back under. So sometimes takes the trainer with them and, uh, it turns out <laughs> tragically, but, uh, that all being said, uh, let me just turn to other things of consequence before we get to our panel with topics worthy of discussion. I was alluding to this before we got into the news break and that has to do with, well, a story big in the news, the hack at Marriott, Marriott hotels. And, uh, this is the Starwood unit. It's, uh, going to rank, it seems, only below Yahoo as one of the biggest of personal data hacks. That was 3 billion people back in 2013. This one they've listed at so far 500 million guests, and for about 327 million of them, that data includes passport numbers, emails, and mailing addresses, and some credit card numbers may also have been taken. So... What do we say about all of this? Is there any form of deterrence, uh, a caveat or six that we need to issue? Let's bring Ann Kavukian back in here, distinguished expert in residence, privacy by design center of excellence at Ryerson University. And we have to start meeting stop meeting this way. I mean (laughs) every other week there's a major hack.
1: Oh John, it is it is appalling. And the thing is, this could be avoided. This is what drives me crazy. Until now, the uh, level of attention being given to security by companies has been very low, very low. And and it's staggering because look at the size of these breaches. You're talking 500 million Mm -hmm. uh, customers with very sensitive information that you just outlined, including passport numbers and credit card information. This can lead to dramatic results. There'll be so many cases of identity theft that arise from this and other unauthorized uses of your data, obviously. And it can all be avoided, largely avoided. I'm not suggesting that you can eliminate all risk, but you sure as hell can minimize the risk dramatically. And I'm guessing they have not devoted the time or the attention that they need to security here.
0: All right, so that's a two-part equation. Uh, First off, the primer on how to avoid this personally, uh, or is that something that we should leave to these big companies?
1: No, now, well, we both have to do things, but when I say it, this is largely the responsibility of the companies because there's nothing you can do as a customer. You're going to a Marriott hotel. You have to give them your credit card number for payment, uh, your address, things like that. So unfortunately, there's very little you can do to prevent uh, relinquishing some personal information uh, to complete a transaction. It's on the, the companies, especially companies the size of Marriott, huge, huge hotel chain. They should have the best security team protecting this most sensitive data of their customers. And that's what they're not doing. In fact, when I was reading this article about this story, it said that they they first learned there was something amiss about three months ago in September, but then when they dug deep, they found that it dated back to 2014, mm-hmm. that there was some unauthorized access to customers' data. My God, what are you doing just learning about this now and addressing this issue?
0: Well, they also say that the hacking was going on years before the company acquired Starwood.
1: Oh, it is, you know, trust but verify. You always have to examine and re-examine. You can never assume that data is secure, especially when you have such volumes of data with such sensitive personal information involved. You have to be on it on a daily basis. You've got to have security staff making sure this stuff is protected.
0: Well, they offered uh, some kind of a warning about security breaches in a quarterly filing uh, dated November 6th. So just over three weeks ago, we have experienced cyber attacks, attempts to disrupt access to our systems and data, and attempts to affect the integrity of our data, and the frequency and sophistication of such efforts could continue to increase. So what are they, sort of uh, getting themselves off the hook by saying, hey, this is going on, folks, Uh, good luck?
1: Absurd, absurd. And did they notify everybody uh, three weeks ago when they first learned about this? I mean, a data breach of this magnitude will have huge ramifications, and it will impact customers dramatically. We pray that you're not a victim of identity theft. If, if you are, contact the authorities and at least get some truthfulness associated with your comments to companies saying, I didn't rack up those charges. That wasn't me. That was somebody else. It can be a nightmare, but you've got to get on top of it. So I would just urge people who are in, actually involved in this to keep their eyes peeled, for any unusual transactions or uses of their data, which clearly didn't originate with themselves.
0: Again, with Anne Kavukian, former com- privacy commissioner here in the province of Ontario. So, Ann, this stuff that uh, 500 million guests impacted, wow. 327 million of whom have had data breached, including passport numbers, emails, and mailing wow. addresses. So typically, would this stuff end up on the dark web, or how would that go?
1: It can go everywhere, John. I mean, of course, it can end up on the dark web, but there are a lot of hackers who just make use of this data quickly, rack up charges, and impersonate you, and then they run off. very hard to catch these guys. And I think that the biggest fear, uh, when I was privacy commissioner, and, and for, like for a long time, three terms, victims of identity theft was come to me uh, to, to seek some assistance. And it was just staggering what they were going through, how it can just... Uh, paralyze you until you can straighten out your name and so I always tell people make sure if there's anything like this keep your eyes peeled and if you suspect anything contact the police right away file an occurrence report at least get something to substantiate your side of it your story that it wasn't you who racked up those charges or incurred those occurrences
0: Yeah, I think that's important information here because increasingly as people have their identities stolen, and we know that there are companies who even specialize in this and, uh, you know, protecting against it or retrieval. uh, So, again, safeguarding yourself, you're saying make sure that you can verify because it can get very complicated. Uh, People may not believe you. Yes. you know, if there's anything more you can offer by way of information to uh, substantiate claims that I did not rack up these charges, what would those be?
1: So I would just contact the police and ask if half of them file an occurrence report. That's a report that you're telling the police, I am a victim of identity theft. These charges are appearing. They're not associated with me. I want to report that my identity has been stolen, et cetera, and they'll investigate. That at least lends some credibility to your story. When you do go to various credit card companies and say, that wasn't me who racked up those charges, at least it lends some credibility and say, look, I contacted the police right away. I reported this to them.
0: How apt are they to believe you, the credit card companies?
1: They are more, much more apt to believe you if you have that additional piece of uh, verifiable information in terms of contacting the police and having them investigate on your behalf It shows that at least you're trying, you're making an effort to get some assistance on this from the authorities.
0: Do the police have the resources to follow through on this stuff?
1: (laughs) Uh, It's a question mark. Uh, I'm not going to say yes or no because I don't have a definitive answer. But at the very least, in doing so, in filing the occurrence report, it lends some credibility to your story.
0: Speaking of credibility, with a company like Marriott, a big hotel chain around the world. They've got a loyalty program. Uh, That is apt to suffer here, isn't it?
1: Oh, indeed. And from what I understand, their stock price has already dropped uh, significantly. You you can't take these things lightly. That's why I try to tell companies, get ahead of the problem. Embed privacy and security into the design of your operations proactively so you can prevent these harms from arising you gain a competitive advantage by doing so and you preserve the trust of your customers right now there's such a trust deficit
0: what about class action lawsuits or any other penalties to these companies where the breaches take place can regulators impose fines or penalties
1: of course and and you will see the class action lawsuits uh, arise next week, I'm certain of that. And like you say, they're not just lawsuits, they're class-action lawsuits, inviting so much attention. This will cost Marriott big time, but it will also cost their customers significantly. So unfortunately, this one is a lose-lose.
0: Yeah, well, and then you've got other companies that have been breached. Target Corporation, last, oh, yes. they paid $18.5 million to uh, settle yes. investigations by dozens of states over a hack in 2013. So do certain jurisdictions, like could Ontario proceed with a case against the company of residents here in this province uh, found that their data was breached.
1: Certainly. I mean, this is worldwide. Marriott is worldwide. And like you mentioned, there's Target, as as you know, there, there's no more Target in Canada. I mean, this is the enormous impact of this. When the Target breach happened, the CEO of Target in the U.S. resigned. The, C- the president of Target in Canada was fired. And then shortly after that, Target just closed up and, and went out of business. This can impact your business dramatically. There was also Equifax, of course, and eBay. I mean, we could go on and on.
0: Well, uh, we won't this time, but I'm sure we'll talk again <laughs> real soon because, yeah, no laughing matter, but still it happens so frequently. Uh, we become fast friends uh, here regularly on this program, and I appreciate your insights as always. You have a nice weekend.
1: One of these days we'll have a happy story to talk
0: about. <laughs> All right. Well, remind me if you ever come across one, you know where to get me.
1: Okay. Thank you, John.
0: There you go. Anne Kavukian. distinguished Uh, expert in residence, privacy by Design Center of Excellence at Ryerson University and a former privacy commissioner here in the province of Ontario. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.